Hey there, advisors. It's Hey, advisors. Okay, we are back for the ideas to implement episode where each week I would just, I want to create a follow up episode that is really short, sweet, and all about the action steps from this week's longer podcast. Because I know you listen to this on the treadmill or on your way to or from the office, and you absorb and you think, yes, these are all amazing ideas and I want to implement them. And then life. Life gets in the way and life starts to happen. So I thought it would be helpful to you to just kind of distill down to what are the couple of bullet points that I want you to take action on immediately to make a big, big impact in your business. And I want you to take what you've learned and actually do something with it, right? Let's go do the thing. So I am your host of The Efficient Advisor, Libby Grywe. I built a 100% referral-only planning practice and grew it to seven figures as a solo advisor, all while working just three days a week and taking off 14 weeks a year to lean into being a mom, a wife, a friend, a sister, a daughter, and frankly, a travel-obsessed human who really enjoys a long vacation. (laughs) And I'm here to walk alongside you and just show you how to do exactly the same thing for your business and how to take immediate action on the most important strategies for scaling, organizing, and creating less stress and overwhelm in your advisory practice. And we're about to transform your practice. So move over exhaustion, move over at Advisor ADD. It is time to take that one right next step to build a business and a life that you love. And this week's episode was clever productivity solutions to managing short, medium, and long-term tasks in your business with my guest productivity coach, Avi Friedman. And I've said it before, but running a financial planning practice is a lot like being the ringmaster of a 47-circle circus. (laughs) There's so much chaos. And when we do it well, we really do put on one heck of a show. But then, you know, often when we step out of that spotlight of being in front of clients or, you know, creating content or doing any of the client-facing activities, you feel a little exhausted. So maybe that front stage, that client-facing part of your business appears super seamless. And then backstage, it feels like a big old mess. And honestly, everybody has one spot in their business that is super messy. (laughs) Nobody's got it going on all the time. At least all of the advisors that I've worked with, the advisors that I've been in masterminds with, the coaches that I've worked with for my business, the clients that I have coached, Everybody has somewhere in their business that is just a little messy. So I just want to normalize that for people because I know it's easy to look at outside looking in at other people's practices and it's like that duck on top of the water, right? The duck glides so smoothly and gracefully and then underneath the water, his little old legs are paddling like crazy. And I know for a lot of advisors, the messy spot of our business is that organizational piece. So Avi and I kind of broke this down into three categories. I wanted some tips, tricks, hacks, whatever you want to call them, to helping advisors manage the short-term projects, those time-sensitive things that really need to get done like right now, (laughs) like the tasks right in front of your nose. We also talked about the projects that we've got going on that are just a little bit longer in time frame and a little bit longer in scope and how to manage that type of stuff, and then also how to manage the big picture things, the CEO stuff, the 
building of the business, the scaling of the practice, the implementing of new processes and systems? How do we manage those short, medium, and long-term activities without letting any of the balls drop? So Avi was very specific in certain softwares and very specific examples of different ways in which to manage. And I just want to recap for you guys a couple of the highlights or my takeaways from the episode. So if you want to go back and listen to Tuesday's episode, there's a lot of detail in there. It's a good 40-minute interview. Um, But what I really took away from it is the following, that if a task is less than two minutes, instead of writing it down on a to-do list, just do the task and get it done. I used to, I'm a huge fan of lists. I love writing stuff on a list. I love the feeling of crossing something off a list. I tried doing a digital to-do list. And I'll tell you what, the checking of a little circle or the deleting of the task is not nearly as satisfying as taking a big old black marker and just like crossing a handwritten thing out for me. That's that, And that's me. <laughs> but I would often write something to do on my to-do list, not get it done that day, move it to a different to-do list for a different day, not get it done. And you know, by the time I rewrote it two or three times, it would have been faster just to do the dang thing. And I don't know if there's anyone else out there like me who loves to-do lists and crossing stuff off. And then after it gets like too messy, I like to rewrite the to-do list. It's really not the best habit in the universe. And once I started using a planner and I use the best self journal, I will link that in the show notes for you guys as well. Um, But once I started using a planner, I figured out a methodology and I've got a video on the website about how I use the best self journal, but I've got a methodology now where I don't have to rewrite stuff. But Avi was so right. If it's something that you can get done and it's only going to take a minute or two, instead of letting it sit and fester, just do it. Just get it done right there and then. Okay, another tip that Avi gave us was determining whether or not a task is actually urgent. So having a definition of urgent, meaning no, this absolutely needs to be handled like right now. This actually needs to be taken care of today versus is it something that we make urgent but isn't? So in the episode, I think I shared a little bit about, maybe I've done this in the community too, about just really setting expectations for clients that, you know, so if you are need to send them a form, you know, if you, it's very fine for you to say, I will get that to you by the end of this week. And then that gives you, you know, or your team three or four days to complete this form and send it to them. You do not have to deliver things day of all the time, unless they are truly urgent. So being able to set those expectations with clients, if you say nothing, they're going to expect it very, very quickly. So setting the stage of, okay, I'm taking a look at my workload and I think I'll be able to get that done for you by the end of this week. Or I will work on that and I will get those, I don't know, insurance quotes out to you uh, midweek next week. You know, being really specific, most people don't mind waiting. The beautiful thing about financial planning is there are no life-threatening emergencies, right? (laughs) No one is going to die if you don't do something day of. Now, of course, excluding trades and things that are incredibly time sensitive. But there are those things that we sometimes feel that burden of being time sensitive when they're actually they're actually not. Okay, the other one was completion criteria. So I loved the idea of not just saying 
this item needs to be done, but really actually establishing what does done look like. So I was just having a conversation with an advisor that I coach one-on-one and he was saying, I just can't leave stuff alone. Like it's good. Why can't I just leave it be and use it like that? Why Why am I always coming back and like trying to tweak and trying to perfect? And this idea that Avi laid out of having a criteria of like, this is what it actually means for this to be done and done enough or good enough to move on. Now you can always come back and make it fancy later, but I loved having before you go into the project, a great idea of what does it mean for that to be completed? So let's say you wanted to um, really relay out a social media strategy. What does a done social media strategy actually look like for you? So if you can establish some of those criteria ahead of time, then you and your team or whoever else is contributing to the project will actually know when you are done. Okay, and my other takeaway that I really wanted to make sure I highlighted was this idea of not creating tasks for random days in the future. Like if I need to remind myself to schedule swim lessons for my kids next summer, instead of just like randomly plucking a day and putting a reminder in my phone or a reminder in my CRM, of I need to do this thing May 3rd of next year. Avi says, and my assistant or my director of operations in my practice did this, she did a paper file. You can do this digitally as well, but instead putting all of the tasks for the first of the month. And then when you sit down to organize that month, you should have a pretty good idea of what your schedule is going to look like for the next four weeks. So sitting down on the first of the month and taking all of the tasks that need to be completed that month, determining which ones are highest priority, need to happen first, and actually then putting them on your schedule when you have time to work on those tasks. So instead of just randomly putting them down for May 3rd, and then it turns out May 3rd's a day that I'm out of the office for a school, I don't know, end of year picnic thing, um, and I miss the reminder, or I have to move the reminder to a different day. Instead, May 1st, sitting down and saying, you know what, I will be in the office on May 5th, and I have my time block and my model week. And if you don't have a model week, make sure you go back and look, listen to that episode, because that was an 100% an absolute game changer for me. But going back and saying, okay, here's when I have time booked into my schedule to work on these types of tasks, and then assigning the tasks just for that month and putting them in time slots that you know are reasonable amount of times to get those items completed. Okay, well, those are my action steps from today's episode. I hope you guys found this week's productivity and efficiency and all the things of managing your 47 ring circus. I hope you found that helpful. And if it was, I would love for you to leave a review over on iTunes. It helps other advisors who are looking to work less and make more or just work more efficiently find this podcast. And if it's been a blessing to you in any way, shape, or form, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review. Now, if you don't feel like you can give the five stars, just, you know, just go on with your day. You don't need to, you don't need to do anything. (laughs) Just kidding, but I'd love to connect with you over on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you in the Efficient Advisor community. And if you're attending the XYPN Live conference in October, I would love to connect with you there in person as well and share productivity hacks and all things efficiency at the conference. So I will have all of the information for all of those things in the show notes, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.